everyone. We are so glad that you've joined us for this very special Thanksgiving edition of What's the Bible Say? You know, when one generation doesn't really understand how they got to where they are and how blessed they are to be where they are now and have what they have, they're really not able to appreciate or respect what it took to get them there. So at a time when many aren't really told the Thanksgiving story, why we celebrate it, we at What's the Bible Say really want to, to take a few minutes and to share a bit about our godly heritage and how Thanksgiving Day came to be. After we do a bit of a deep dive into the history of Thanksgiving, then we're going to take a look at what the Bible has to say about Thanksgiving, why it matters, and then how are we going to apply that to our lives. So when it comes to national holidays, Thanksgiving has kind of just gotten shuffled out of the way in the last several years. In fact, Halloween is celebrated more than Thanksgiving, which breaks my heart. <laughs> yeah, because I know Thanksgiving is your favorite holiday, it is my right? Favorite. Um, and I have to admit, so I'm a big Christmas fan. I love all things Christmas. I love the lights. I love the sights. I love the sounds. I love the smells. I love mm. the excitement in the air it, for, for, you know, the most wonderful time of the year, right? <laughs> but I think it's really important that we don't skip out on, on really focusing in on the one American holiday that is specifically dedicated to acknowledging, honoring, and thanking God for all he's done for us as a nation and as individuals. Oh, I agree. And the very first Thanksgiving is traced all the way back to Squanto in the Pilgrims in the fall of 1621. Yeah, and we've been really blessed, Rebecca, because we grew up in a time where we were taught about Thanksgiving yeah. Day, where it came That's from, right. the whole history behind Squanto and the Pilgrims. Mm -hmm. You know, Squanto actually was kidnapped as a young man. He was sold into slavery in Spain, and then some monks took him in, and they raised him, and they taught him about the God of the Bible, right. and then they sent him to some friends in England so that he could hopefully get a ship back to his homeland, which we now know as America. Mm -hmm. And so he was in England for about five years, until he could catch that ship. Finally, he got on board and he arrived in his homeland only to find that his whole tribe was gone and mm. been wiped out. And so he met with a neighboring tribe, which was known as the Massasoit tribe. And they told him what had happened, that Squanto's whole tribe, his whole village had been wiped out by disease and illness. And then they introduced him to the pilgrims mm. who had arrived because the pilgrims had fled England in search of a land where they could worship God as they please, not worry about persecution or going to jail for worshiping God. And, and how that they named that area Plymouth after their homeland in England. And so here Squanto was meeting all these new people, but he was able to speak to them because see, he had learned English. That is so cool. So God had really kind of prepared him because what they didn't realize is that pilgrims really needed Squanto. That's right. Squanto really poured into their lives because he taught them how to live off the land. Mm -hmm. He taught them how to um, plant corn using fish as fertilizer. He taught them how to find the eels and the lobster and whatever manner of food they would need so that they would not have to go hungry. And so the town was super thankful for this relationship that they had. Yeah. And what's interesting is even in that early days of our country, they had already started to form a mini government. And they did that by naming William Bradford as the new town governor. And so when fall came, they decided, you know, we're going to set aside a holiday, not a holiday, but we're going to set aside a time to thank God for all of his blessings. Mm -hmm. And 
So they invited Squanto and the Massasoit tribe to join them. And when they all gathered together, they, they found the, the Indian tribe coming, carrying wild deer and turkey mm. and all array of vegetables and, and, and whatever else they had, probably some lobster and some fish and some eels. We don't really know what they ate, yeah, right. but um, they ate food. Yes. <laughs> and the point is that they gathered together for what is commonly referred to as the very first Thanksgiving. And later on in his journal, William Bradford wrote of Squanto, and here's a quote from him. He was used as a special instrument sent of God for their good beyond their expectation. Mm. And it's also been said that William Bradford kind of likened Squanto's story to the Joseph of the Bible story. You know how that, that Joseph was sold into slavery, and then later on God used that situation in, in Joseph's life to keep the people from dying from starvation during a famine. In the same way Squanto yeah. was used, he was sold into slavery, but later God used him to keep the people alive in Plymouth from dying of starvation as well. And I love that story so much. And Squanto was such an inspiration to me mm -hmm. because he he could have become bitter and all of these things of the horrible things that happened in his life, but he didn't. And it, it's so cool to see how God used that tragedy in his life to save a whole nation, a yeah. whole group of people. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, what others meant for evil, God, God meant, meant for, for good. good. Then they also celebrated again in 1623 after they had experienced a great drought. This is a time where Bradford and his assistant Winslow called the townspeople together because the drought was devastating to people. You know, they had a lack of food and a lack of water. Mm. And so this is a quote from the historical archives. He says, we are called to set apart a solemn day of humiliation to seek the mm. Lord by humble and fervent prayer in this great distress. Mm. And so they gathered together for this prayer service and towards the end of it, it was a nine hour prayer service. So wow. at the end of about nine hours of mm. seeking God and praying, they sensed a gentle rain came upon them. It continued Amazing. for 14 days after that. Quick reminder, if you're praying for something, keep praying. Mm -hmm. Don't think that, you know, it's been too long. God's going to show up. He always does in one way or another. He'll answer your prayer. But they used that time and they, they dedicated that day as another solemn day, which was set apart, wherein we return glory, honor, praise with all thanksgiving to our God. And then it was 166 years later, on October 3rd, 1789, that George Washington, now as president, he offers a proclamation and he designates Thursday, November 26th as National Day of Thanks. And this is pretty interesting. We're going to have all of the resources available for you online where you can read this whole proclamation. You won't want to miss it, but I'm just going to get a snippet of it. And in this proclamation, Washington declares, Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits and favor, and whereas both houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. How cool is it that both houses of Congress agreed on something that they needed to request of President Washington that they could have a day of national prayer and thanksgiving for God? That's so neat. 
That is so powerful. Don't we wish that would happen now? We can yes. pray for that to happen for yes, sure. And so November 26th, Washington had proclaimed this would be a day of Thanksgiving to God. But it was not yet an official holiday, national right. holiday. That didn't happen until uh, a writer, Sarah Joseph Hale, who is famous for the song, Mary Had a Little Lamb, and she was the founder of the American Ladies Magazine. She began to lobby President Lincoln to make it a national holiday. Go, Go girls! Go yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't until October 3rd, 1863, which was 74 years after George Washington, that Lincoln did do just that. And he made a proclamation um, that included, again, it's lengthy and you can find it on, the, on our website, but he included things about the Civil War and how they were so thankful for God's mercy, how that God had united their, their mm -hmm. country back, our country back, that peace had been preserved and on and on he went. But in the middle of that message, Lincoln proclaimed this, and here's the quote, no human counsel hath devised, nor any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged, as with one heart and one mm -hmm. voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as the day of thanksgiving and praise to our benefit father who dwelleth in the heavens. And so there you have it. Thanksgiving was established as a national holiday set aside to focus on our God, to thank him for his mercy and his goodness to this country and to us as individuals. Yes. So there you have it. That's the history That's of Thanksgiving. So but let's take a minute and just take a look at what is at the heart of Thanksgiving, which is actually, it's quite simple. It's an attitude of gratitude to the living God for his mercy and his loving kindness towards us. And the Bible has a lot to say about Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. There's over 150 verses that talk about being thankful, which we're not going to talk about all of them, <laughs> but here are just a few of them. First Chronicles 16.34, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Colossians 4.2, devote yourself to prayer. Be watchful and thankful. Yeah. And Psalm 30 verse four, which says, oh, sing to him, you saints of his, Give thanks to his holy name. And then Psalm 136, 4, which says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And then Philippians 4, 6, I use this one a lot. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, mm -hmm. present your request to God. Yeah, I love that verse. Yeah. And then this is one of my favorite passages, Psalm 100. I remember mm -hmm. memorizing this when I was just a little girl. The whole thing? The whole thing. That's awesome. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. I love verse three. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastures. Verse four. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures forever to all generations. So being 
thankful matters because it says a lot about the spiritual health of our hearts. It really does because see, when we are thankful, when we're focusing on how blessed we are, it's good for us to, to understand the kindness and the goodness and the long suffering yeah. and the mercy of God. And it, it gives us a humble heart. Yes, because look, you cannot be proud and be thankful because being thankful is actually a humbling act because we have to acknowledge that something came from something outside of ourselves. Absolutely. It's a huge part of it. It is a huge part of it. I love that you brought that up because it also gives us a proper perspective of our yeah. dependency on God. Right. You know, a lot of people say your perspective is your reality. Mm. And so our perspectives on God and his goodness to us and our dependency on him can make us thankful people. Yeah. It also gives us a proper acknowledgement and appreciation of God as a giver of every good and perfect gift. That's right. And being thankful, it actually has a multitude of benefits. When God tells us to be thankful, he's not some egocentric God that says, tell me how great I am. He's actually doing it for our benefit. Yes. You know, there are studies that show that when people are thankful, they live in an attitude of gratitude instead of constant complaining. Mm -hmm. I mean, who, ugh, complaining oh. is so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People's overall physical health is better. Their immune system is strengthened. They age better. Okay, listen to this. Their mood, their memory, and their cognitive abilities are better. So just for that one alone, That's we need to right jump there. on board. They have more peace. Yeah. And... Yeah, and they sleep better, for sure. Yeah. And they're better workers. They're more productive in their jobs. They have a better understanding of what really matters most in this life. They're friendlier, therefore, you know what? They have more friends because like like, like you said, you know, who wants to be around a negative Nelly who's constantly <laughs> <No>. complaining? <laughs> and so it's hard. They give more and to care more about those around them. They are less vulnerable to sin and to covetousness. Mm. They um, are less, less bitter and less arrogant and less depressed. Yeah. So I guess the question is, then how are we going to apply thankfulness to our lives? Yeah, yeah. Well, you ready for this? By simply choosing it. Mm -hmm. I love this story. I remember I was 13 years old when I heard this story, and I've never forgotten it, and I think about it all the time. It's a story about these two orphan children. They were brother and sister, and they had no home. They were wandering around this trash heap, and it started raining. So they dug around there, and they found a door. And they took the door and they drug it next to a building and they were shielding themselves underneath it. And the little boy turns to his sister and says, what do the poor children do who do not have a door to shield them? Uh -huh. I think, okay, that is choosing to be thankful. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid that might not have been my, <laughs> might not have been my response. But the truth of the matter is we can always find something to be thankful mm -hmm. for. And when we focus on that, it makes such a difference in our life. I remember when my mom was going through cancer and um, she was sitting on the couch and I would go in there and, and you know, my heart's aching because it's my mom, right? But she would always say, I'm thankful because mm -hmm. I know there are people right now that have it worse than I do. And my mom was struggling for every single breath because of wow. she had a lung cancer. So, um, you know, it's a choice. Like what you it said, really Rebecca, is. you know, when things are good or things are bad, you have to choose to be thankful regardless. You know, when you have a lot or you have a little, you still have to choose to be thankful. So yeah. it is a choice. Yes. I know during some of the hardest days of my life, 
that was a verse that God really used. And it helped me because I learned to find, even though there's so much sadness or heartache, mm -hmm. when you find things that you can be thankful for, yes. it, it really does change your perspective. So yes, so today we have looked at the history and we've looked mm -hmm. at the heart of Thanksgiving, why we celebrate it. This is just such an important part um, of our history and important time of the year for us to really focus in on God and be thanks, thankful to God. And so why we should have an attitude of gratitude and why it's important that it's not just something that we exhibit when things are going well, but we choose no matter what to be thankful people. So as we approach Thanksgiving Day, let's determine that we are going to be thankful. Yes. Thank God for our godly heritage, our, our nation, our country, our homes, our families, our friends. Thank Him for His manifold gifts and His grace in our life and for all the things that He has given us mm -hmm. because we belong to Him. So from What's the Bible Say to you and yours, Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. See you next time. See you next time. <laughs>